Episode 13. On uh, tonight's episode, we are speaking with J.R. Lucas, uh, the camouflage tech and default president of Aspen Grove Outdoors. So, without further delay, I'm going to bring J.R. on. And excuse me if you guys see some static uh, on the green screen, uh, something new for a change, and uh, I got to update a little bit of lighting. So, so bear with me on that. Without uh, further delay, I'm going to bring JR on the show. Hey, JR, can you hear me? How's it going? Uh, not bad. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear yep. you. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. No worries. Uh, it's uh, there's a couple of technical glitches uh, for yourself and me, obviously, uh, before the show started. Uh, but uh, that's the joys of uh, doing things live, I guess. Eh? Uh, so uh, tell me a little bit about uh, about Aspen Grove Outdoors and uh, the camouflage aspect. How did you guys get into that uh, business and? Uh, uh, I know you're the default president, so maybe you can elaborate a little bit on that as well. Well, uh, I'm I'm the default because it was my idea, and I'm the only one that's stuck with it through the years. So uh, at times, I've been the only member, and currently I'm the only member of the company. But uh, we, we started the company in 2014. Well, we, we, I started the camouflage in 2014, and then we built a company around it in 2000, early 2015. So the, the actual company itself has only been around for five years but i was doing camouflage in 2014 before that so okay and we, we got into camouflage just to kind of make canadian camouflage that we weren't content with the american camouflage like it it does work in some some places and i'm not trying to bash it but we wanted something more canadian for for the canadian hunters and huntresses gotcha uh, must be having a bit of a connection issue on your side. You're a little pixelated uh, and grainy there, so. Hmm. Maybe it's the light. Just for better side of channel. That's a bit better. Uh, yeah, so uh, you, you, you're, I guess you're the biggest in the Canadian market, per se. Uh, yeah. I'd so say how, so. How many lines of uh, camouflage do you guys currently have? We have 32 uh, different camouflage patterns on the tender for license right now in four, four different series that you can look into on the on the website uh, that we have the Oblivion series, we have the True North series, we have the Zero series, and we have the Standard series, which the Standard is just kind of the catch-all for everything that doesn't fit in the other series. But in, uh, yeah, we, in those four series, we have 32 available to the public right now. Uh, 
I'm bringing up your website here now, obviously. Uh, I'm sure you can see it just as well as I can. Uh, yep. So I'm going to bring into the, the camouflage aspect there. And uh, I know you have some unique patterns and uh, that that uh, actually blend in pretty nice with, uh, with a lot of the Canadian uh, outdoors, obviously. I just got to figure out where I've seen it at here before. Sure it was in here. Yeah. Should be so, there you go. so yeah, they're they're pretty 3D realistic uh looking uh patterns, I must say. Uh, thanks. It's uh it's I, I noticed your logo as well, the woolly mammoth. Tell us a little bit about uh about how you decided to go with uh that kind of a logo. Well, there's there's two reasons we went with the mammoth. One was because I had had I'd uh, I'd run a company before Aspen Grove called the Dungannon Tackle Manufacturing Company, which where I, I was trying to make and sell fishing lures, and that didn't go so well, and I ended up stopping doing that. But that was my mascot for that logo was the mammoth, and I when when I start, started making knives in 2016, uh, we would make well i would make uh, knives with mammoth ivory and mammoth tooth and and mammoth bone as uh, the scales for the knife handles so and that kind of stuff is economically important because it's actually a rather inexpensive raw material but anything you make out of it is really valuable so it was economically important to me while i was making knives so i thought in honor of that i'd make it the mascot of the company and also i have the mammoth skull so nice. there's yeah uh, so you, you've got a number of patterns, obviously. Uh, yep. So when did the company get off the ground or start? Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, I know you touched on it briefly there. Uh, what was the date uh, that the company had started, uh, JR? Uh, the, the date the, the actual company started was sometime in February of 2015, and we never wrote down the date. We, we, were, we were in high school at the time, and we just decided to build a company around the camouflage patterns I'd been making and and we went from there um, and then after, the company didn't really get going for a long time after that it was we 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 marketed a little bit and we weren't we weren't really good at it we weren't really practiced at it and we didn't really know much about making camouflage at the time either so the first the, the first hundred patterns I'd say weren't the best quality stuff that I, I I've made for sure but practice makes perfect and and that as we started getting better we started getting more attention for it but also because in 2016 the company as a company disbanded and i'd started up a different aspen grove outdoors company in 2006 like the at the end of 2016 where i we, i uh, made knives and it was completely different than the original aspen grove outdoors company but i just i kept the name and I registered the name and everything, so I became the owner of that. And I did that for a couple of years, but then as we started expanding on the knives and I became more popular as a knife maker, I tried to expand the scope of that company back into making clothes, and which led back into the camouflage. And I never stopped making camouflage, but it was, for a while, it was a dark horse. It was like a, it was something I did, but I didn't do as a business for a while. It was just something I kept doing to practice. So when I came back into doing it around 2018, I made almost 400 patterns by then. So I was pretty practiced doing it. So 
that's uh, over 400 patterns. That's very impressive. Uh, now, does your company make all 400 patterns and sell them yourselves? Or do you, like, I know you mentioned licensing, that you do a lot of licensing uh, yeah. to other manufacturers, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, well, the 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 thing with the four hundred, like the the big numbers, like we're at six fifty something now. It, yeah. when we say it when I say that it's not that we have six hundred and fifty patterns available. It's that I've made six hundred and fifty patterns, and probably one out of every four of them is worth its weight in salt. Right? Like it's not a lot. A lot of these are are dummy patterns or test patterns that we make to try out new technology and see if something. A new idea about camouflage works and test it out on see what kind of animals can see what and we, we learn a lot about how animals see color acuity and and contrast and emotion too we, we we've studied that early on and I, I continue to try to study that's not exactly scientific but that's that's why we make so many patterns is that we we need to to hone in in the, the technology that we come up with so uh, but we we do license the the patterns. We we keep about thirty to forty patterns on the tender at any given time, on the web, which is on the website, the catalog, so to speak. Uh, and then companies like manufacturers can browse through and license one, or they can license a series, or they can commission a new one if they don't see anything they like. Yeah, I believe uh, I know uh, we've had uh, Amanda Mayhew on recently, and uh, I believe she said that. Uh, She's partnered with you guys as well on some camo. I oh, have. Yeah. If you scroll up a little bit and go to the Zero series, I think it is. Um, there's a, yeah, the fourth part. Yeah, there we go. And halfway down, there's the Mammoth Farm camouflage. That's the one that she's using right now on her deceptive line. Yeah, that one right there. Yeah, that's our absolute newest public available camouflage that we made we, we made that in march or well, beginning of march we, we made it over the winter but we released it in march and uh yeah so that's that's what all of her deceptive clothing is coming out with now so it's, that's that's interesting i know there's uh uh you know what i didn't even know there's these other uh links here until you pointed it out to be quite honest uh uh what kind of fabric are you uh, are are you using? Because I know with some, and I'm not trying to bash other camo clothing, obviously, but uh, some manufacturers printed on cotton, and I know that after about two or three washes, it starts the the camo loses its uh, color, and it goes more of a cloud color white uh, than anything, and uh, that's with some of the bigger names that I've. Uh, that I've personally purchased uh, uh, camo-wise. So is there any, you guys ever have any issues with like that with your camouflage uh, and uh, people using it, I guess? Not, not, not per se, like I'm not sure what materials she's using. She's she's responsible for, for what she's having made. So I'm not, oh, yeah. not sure, but. Uh, yeah, I wasn't talking about the, the the Mayhew line or Deceptive line, but that was talking more towards uh, just uh, what you guys print off uh, in general. Because uh, I know, uh, like I said, some other camouflage right. companies I've had issues with. Uh, it, it just seems to turn like a cloud color after a couple of washes and that. It's very hard to find 
a good style of camo when you do, like I said, it turns like a, a white mm-hmm. after. I, I don't know if it's just a material line or what. I figured uh, while I had you, you'd be the best guy to probably know the answer. Yes, so with that problem, it's probably a combination of the material is not perfect and the ink they used to print on the material might not be water fast and, and from talking to manufacturers that seems to be a trade-off that it either either it'll, it'll sun bleach or it'll come out and wash but you know there's, there's a middle ground that people haven't quite, quite passed yet and I'm not really sure if there's an answer out there yet I'm, I'm trying to stay on the cutting edge of things but for the most part, I, I I do try to stay out of the manufacturing side of things. I, I let the licensees have autonomy over what what they want to do with with my camouflage. Basically, they can do whatever they want with it once they license it. So, I, I don't really have any dedicated manufacturer yet, but that might be something to look into, and definitely looking into preventing washouts from happening in the products for sure. Gotcha. Now. Uh... Uh, I see here we've got a comment here. Uh, we've got a viewer comment here uh, from Trent. Shirts and sweaters hold their color very well. So that's uh, that's good to know. Thanks for that, Trent. Um, yeah, he's, he's with True North Game Calls, and they they, start, they helped us start the, the True North series of camouflage. Okay. So the, the, uh, the sweaters and shirts he's talking about were stuff that we made, it, made up for them to promote at the time was their camouflage patterns that we made for them so um they're i believe they're polyester okay. is the material they are that was a couple of years ago so i'm not sure but uh, i'll be quite honest I'm, I'm very impressed with some of the, the different style patterns there's more patterns there than what i realized when i uh when i first brought it up there a couple of days ago and went over the website uh i didn't think to click on the other links uh, uh I have no idea why I didn't, obviously, but uh, I'm gonna have to work on making the website a little bit more user friendly, I guess, because so, it's not that that far isn't always obvious. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, Jr., uh, do you guys, uh, now, do you guys sell direct off your website uh, or ship worldwide? How does that work with you guys? Uh, um, no, we, we we don't we don't sell direct direct off the website. We we never had a web store set up because we don't have any physical products to sell. It's just the licenses themselves, which, and we tend to only deal with Canadian entities. Gotcha. That, that's that's if it's a philosophy. That's my philosophy is that I'm I'm making Canadian camo and I'm going to license it to Canadian manufacturers and clothing companies and outfitters. That's, that's keep awesome. it in the country. So keep it at home yeah obviously that's uh, originally that's how this podcast started uh believe it or not uh a lot of people heard that uh preach time and time again but uh it just seems to be uh we've we've grown to the point now where we've got a lot of interest from uh, viewers south of the border so it looks like we're going to be taking on some uh southern uh folks as well uh for uh, for our viewers to enjoy obviously um, sure so if uh if manufacturers uh, who want to contact you for uh, licensing of uh, your camouflage patterns, 
how may they go about uh, contacting you, obviously? They can uh, contact us off the website, or they can contact us even off of social media. Like, I run all the social media for the company at this point, so it's it's me you're talking to on there. Um, so if, if you want to get a hold of me, that's an easy enough way, if, or you can email us through the website, or um, I don't think we have a number listed right now, cause, but... Uh, yeah, I didn't see a number there and uh, whatnot. No. I know some people uh, I see here that they can contact you via Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, email. LinkedIn, email. And you've got a YouTube channel there as well. Uh, so uh, you've got we, a, we have a really ne neglected YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> got to yeah, get some gotta, content on there. Got to start somewhere, I guess, right? Uh, yeah. Can't keep up with it all when you're you're doing it with a bare bones crew. Uh, yeah. So, do you make any custom styles, if asked, or uh, uh, keep like yep. uh, custom branding and all that as well? Uh, so you do do that, eh? Yep. That, that's actually one of the the main the the main draws to my company over other companies is that I will provide that service openly, like. Like you can come, you can come to me and tell me you want a camouflage that looks like this, or it has, you know, list off a bunch of tree species or something like that, or or you want it to be this color or that color, and I'll make it to specification, and um, so we we offer that service for sure. If if somebody came, you now you mentioned there, if somebody came to you with uh, obviously uh, their uh, tree species, they wanted say hardwood or birch or pine or jack pine what what have you there now what happens if somebody wanted to supply you with a picture uh to go off of for that style of camel could you replicate something like that for them absolutely yeah that's that's a, a way we've gone about it in the past and that's what we've been doing that with some clients recently too where they they've sent us pictures in and we we Sometimes we're not always replicating the exact picture that they send us, but they just send us a picture of, well, here's what my forest looks like, because maybe they don't know about uh, what tree species there are. And, and I'm I'm in the forestry trade, so I'm good with trees. And I can kind of analyze the picture and say, okay, that's those are red pines or, or white pine. Like, I, I can pick apart the, the forest from the picture and then make the camouflage based on that. And, uh, yeah. That's that's awesome. I know a lot of our viewers are probably going to be very interested in that fact, just based on uh, the aspect that there hasn't been too many out there that uh, offer that service. And it seems like you you tailor it specially for what the, the manufacturers want or the person, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, how big of an order for the say the backyard guy that's got his hunting buddies and that that may want something done, Jr. Uh, um, that that that's where it gets into the the tricky part because it's like, well, what do you want done with the camouflages? It's like, uh, it, the reason we work mostly with manufacturers is because they're the ones that can actually put up the the money up front to buy a run of apparel made with that that camouflage in it, and that's what they would use it for. But if we're just looking at uh, one user who wants, say. A, a sweater and, and a shotgun wrap or something like that. That's where it gets a little tricky because it's not it's not always cheap to get stuff made one off. Yeah. And um, 
so so we, we try to we try to help out as much as we can with that but there aren't there aren't a lot of options for single run custom stuff so that, that, that is the the tricky void especially in this country is that there's not a lot of print on demand uh, and there's not a lot of print on demand people out there that, that do that right now so if anybody wants to get into that business, that's a good business to get into because there's demand. But <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I figured I'd ask because I know some guys there that, uh, that, as they say, they got money to burn, right? So they they like having the one off, obviously, and they don't mind the cost that uh, is incurred, obviously. And then you've got uh, the odd group of guys there that'll go out, uh, guys and gals, obviously, they'll go out, and uh, if they can customize something for their hunting party uh on a, a moose hunt or something like that they don't mind uh spending the the, the money obviously uh, yeah yeah we, we've we've done we've worked with fishing game clubs before and and things like that nature that are they're just they're, they're not really trying to make it big in the retail side of things they just want to want something for them something unique for them and, and that's fine too yeah Perfect. Uh, I see here Amanda Lynn Mayhew. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, uh, hi, Amanda. How you doing? Uh, Aspen Grove Outdoors Rocks. Uh, thanks for watching, Amanda, and thanks for the support. We had Amanda on for episode 10, and uh, she was a, a great sport. And uh, I'll tell you, she's uh, she's good at what she does. Uh, she's yep. all around uh, great uh from everything, I guess, uh, in her line of work and business, obviously. So, uh, thanks for watching, Amanda, and thanks for supporting. Uh, so, JR, I've got a couple other uh, questions here. Uh, uh, what would be the best uh, selling style, and do you have pro staff? Yes, we we have we have pro staff. Uh, the best the best. I'm not sure I understand the question. The best selling style. I guess uh, would it be Oblivion or what? What style of camera? Oh, oh, I, 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 I got you. I, I thought, I, I, yeah, I misunderstood. So the, the, the best, the best selling pattern that we've made was Oblivion for about almost three years, and then uh, right now Mammoth Farm is more popular than Oblivion. We, we do polls every year or so to figure out which camouflages are best camouflage and which one people seem to like the most and right now mammoth farm has really surpassed everybody every other pattern so far so it's by far the most popular but then the second one would be oblivion and that's been the most popular for uh well ever since it was made in 2018. yeah the, that is a, a a very uh i must say very nice uh camouflage uh uh, I brought it up there just again for the viewers that are just tuning in there to, to check it out as well. Uh, yeah, it's uh, oh, you have one there, perfect. I'll yeah. uh, I'll go get sure it. Up in it. Awesome. Now, Jr., have you tried to get any contracts with the the Canadian government uh, when they do up their tenders? Uh, just throwing that out off the top of my head because y your work is no. is pretty uh, pretty good and pretty unique. So I'm, I'm sure that. Uh, it wouldn't be difficult for you to, to reach into that market, obviously. No, uh, we we haven't we haven't dabbled in that yet, but uh, we 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 could, I guess, sometime in the future do it. The the thing is, is all of our efforts to study camouflage have been geared around game animals of some sort. We're 
we're, we're not really trying to figure out what humans can't see, but I, I, it wouldn't be too hard to to slide into that that side of the business because it's, it's like we can see with our own eyes what we can see. So it's a little easier to, to test than uh, trying to figure out what a turkey or a duck can see or, or can't see, right? That's but, true. Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess you've got yourself and uh, a number of other people employed as well, eh? Uh, we we only have one employee. We have a model for the catalogs, uh, and then we have a bunch of pro staff. I think there's a page on the website for that too. Um, and you know, we, we have is it ten or we? Have, I think we have a ten pro staff right now, and. Uh, we try to get people across the country in general. What well, we we every time I've looked for pro staff, we get the most response in British Columbia and Ontario. So that tends to be where most of our pro staff are from. Um, we have one in Saskatchewan too right now, I think. So yeah, we have a, a good a good spread out. Wow, that's uh, that's terrific. I know uh, uh, with that a lot of people from. BC and Ontario that uh, do well. I don't know so much about BC, but uh, Ontario obviously for turkey hunting. Is there a specific style of camouflage you you have uh, tailored for the turkey hunters out there? Because I know uh, a lot of our viewers and uh, in Ontario, obviously turkey season is still uh, still going on and uh, elsewhere. So so uh, a lot of our viewers in that tend to. Uh, look at trends i guess that are specific to what they're hunting uh, or uh, harvesting at that time but uh, for, for camouflage so i don't know if you have a specific one for turkey hunting or or if you don't uh... well, we 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 do have some camouflage that are good for turkeys for their their eyesight but the, the question with camouflage is more where you're hunting than, than what you're hunting. Like, like you, you want to get a camouflage that is good for the environment you're in, but you, you do want to get one with, with it in mind of uh, what you're hunting because some, some camouflages, like for example, oblivion is actually rather bad for turkeys. Like we, we've tried testing it on domestic and wild turkeys before and they, they see it pretty easily actually. So even though it works well on most other game animals, turkeys have really good eyesight. They can see that kind of camouflage rather well, but other higher contrast patterns do really well. Um, we have a forest pattern that, that seems to work well on turkeys. We've only been testing that for around a year, but uh, that, that one works pretty well. And it's, it's a conifer pattern. But you wouldn't want to wear that out in, say, a farmer's field or a fence or something like that, where it's mostly brown, because the turkeys will will see the green really easily because they have really good killer vision. So, so it's kind of complicated, I guess. <laughs> gotcha. You know what? Uh, it's uh, it's interesting uh, to to learn about the different styles. Obviously, uh, where I hunt, it's uh, mostly hardwoods. Uh, believe it or not, when I when I do get out, so it's. It's, it's relatively easy, I think, to hide in the hardwoods, uh, especially yeah. when you're in a tree stand anyway and you're, uh, you're, you're sheltered or ground blind. So it's, uh, but uh, I've always worn the camo on top of things. Uh, I know we've got a, a viewer comment here. Uh, uh, Gerald, uh, do you guys know where to get 
in is there a duck towel? Is it an Otter duck towel? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of confused here on that. Oh, must have been autocorrect. It might might be Eider. That's what I like that. An Eider duck towel. Uh, yeah. I guess it depends on where you're located. Uh, that would yeah, be. Yeah, I don't know any makers of Eider duck towels myself. Uh, I know a lot of guys use electronic towels when it comes to, to that, and they can play it from their smartphone directly to. Uh, through a, a, a either a Bluetooth speaker or a hardwired speaker, and uh, they they run it out in their, their uh, decoys and, and and do it that way. Uh, if you're on water, uh, some guys will use a little floating uh, uh, float to try to weave it in the, and uh, do that. But uh, as far as the, the waterfowl stuff goes. I know personally that's uh, outside of my realm. I normally go to my buddy Dave to, uh, to answer them, but I will check with Dave and see if we can find out. But I know a lot of guys use uh, electronic stuff when it comes to that. Uh, it's it's up there. I have yet to see a handheld otter duck towel, to be honest. So yeah. unless any of our viewers have uh, and can answer for you, chime in in the comments and. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested uh, to know, but that's something that uh, I don't have an answer for directly, other than electronic towels, unfortunately. And and same here. I'm in Ontario, so I know lots of call makers, but we don't have eider ducks here at all, so nobody makes them or or wants to make them right right in here. So it's just mallards and wood ducks and things of that nature, right? So I can't have really help. Demand, right? Exactly. Just trying to see here. Uh, so we know that you have the the Facebook page, obviously. Uh, yep. And you've got the website. Uh, you've got the Instagram, all that uh, for people to contact you. Because I know there's going to be some people that are going to reach out and uh, and require or ask uh, how they go about a licensing deal or what have you. Uh, which which is great for you if uh, if that comes to fruition. Uh, how has the, the whole COVID-19 affected what you guys do? Has it slowed you guys down any? Uh, not really myself, no. Um, because because I, I live on 100 acres of forest, I, I have the access to the trees and the animals and, and everything myself at home anyways. So I, I, don't, I never needed to travel anywhere to, to make the camouflage. I, I did sometimes travel to make camouflage when it was necessary, but now that I have everything in the camouflage mill filed away, I don't really need to travel anywhere to get new materials. And as for the business side of things, we haven't really noticed any decrease. And and frankly, I, I kind of think there's been an increase in business just a little bit because people are more in a planning phase of business right now because nobody's doing much right now. So it's a good time to, to plan and, and get things thought ahead of time and then maybe work on projects for later. So that's definitely a good and time for that. It, it is. I've heard that from a lot of people, JR, that uh, COVID actually seems to help their online businesses and uh, whatnot flourish a bit better. Uh, now, I would have thought that it, uh, it would have hurtled, but uh, but it's great to hear uh, nonetheless mm -hmm. uh, that it's... Uh, that it has helped. Uh, so yeah, I'm just looking here now at the website there because 
you flew through the number of questions that I've had, obviously. So uh, it's uh, it's got me here because normally I've uh, I plan for about eight questions, six to eight questions to run me close to an hour, obviously. So so I'm just gonna bring up the website here again. Uh, I don't know if it popped up here or not. There we go. So and uh, we'll just go through the website there and you can explain a couple of things for me if you don't mind here just for our viewers and that because uh, although this is virtual here uh, some of our viewers on uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and uh, Spotify will actually hear this as well and uh, I'll have everything copied uh, over obviously for them to uh, listen on our on-air podcast as well so so for them viewers there that want to check uh, out the website, it's uh, aspengroveoutdoors.ca. And you can check out uh, a number of his camouflage products. So, so do you, do, I know you mentioned earlier that, uh, JR, that you did the knives and that. Do you still do the knife making as well, or have you stopped that altogether? And, and if so, uh, how can people reach out to you to uh, to purchase a knife? Oh, we, we we don't do the knives anymore. We we phased that out in the end of 2018. We we tried to do it was kind of ironic. We we tried to do one last hail mary project with knives, where we contacted a, a large knife boutique manufacturer, where they would a factory that would make uh, knife blanks at on mass for wholesale. And then they, they sold ownership and we couldn't get our order through. So we just decided we're, we're not going to try to make knives anymore. Anyways, we thought it wouldn't be good for the brand to focus on a lot of different things at once. We wanted to, you know, focus in on the camouflage and, and, and go with that instead as our main thing. So we, we kind of sacrificed knife making in lieu of that. And, and I don't, don't regret it because knife making is, it's, it's hard and, and if you can do good at it you're 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 pretty good but we weren't best <laughs> i've uh it's uh, knife making is uh is hard especially if you're doing one-offs mm -hmm. and you're not doing the blanks uh, i have a, a close friend here uh in the deck uh who uh who does knife making and uh, he's a blacksmith and uh it's it's an art that it's nice to see people get back into, but if unless you're planning on doing a huge production line, it's it's a difficult thing to get into. It is. Uh, I've brought up, I believe, what is your pro staff here? Yep. Uh, and uh, we're we're right now in your uh, your section of the pro staff. Yeah, my bio and there's the, the partners. There's True North Game Calls and MB Motorsports. So. And True North is uh, Canadian, correct? Yep. Yeah, I. Uh, they're, they're just. They started just down the road for me. Actually, there. I went to high school with uh, the founder. So yeah. Oh, well, maybe I'll have to reach out to them and see if we can get them on for an episode as well. Uh, tell us about their uh, their calls and the process. Uh, yep, they do good work. Well, that's uh, hey. Uh, I've I've haven't seen their products, so I'll have to check it out and see how uh, how things are with them. Uh, it's uh, to be honest, JR, I've I've seen 
you guys on social media a lot, but I haven't seen uh, like it promoted a whole pile from you guys. Uh, that was my big thing when I first uh, seen you guys on, uh, actually, I seen you guys on, uh, I believe it was Instagram at first. And then uh, from there, we uh, we started chatting and the way we go, we, we come on the show here. But uh, but other than that, uh, I'm on the East Coast and it's uh, it, it's the first time I've heard of uh, your brand and company, obviously, which which yeah. is kind of shocking because there's a huge network of us guys and uh, we normally chat about things and camo and, and guns and fishing gear and the whole nine yards. And it's like, okay, well, we never heard tell of these guys. And you know what? It's, it's the small guys that need platforms to get their names promoted out there to, to get them off the ground a little, little bit. Faster. Absolutely. And we, we've, we, we, haven't really any established any network of people that we know out in the East Coast either. We we have a we have a, a big network in Ontario and, and BC and to a lesser extent in the prairies, but Eastern Canada we haven't really gotten our name out there much yet. So that's probably one of the least places we're known. Well, I can tell you this: I've got some contacts in Newfoundland and that, uh, and uh, here locally. So uh, I'm sure at the guys that are watching this will be interested now on how to get their hands in some of your uh, your camouflage. Because uh, I'll tell you this, uh, I'm interested myself now in uh, trying to get a couple of uh, items there to uh, to test out and see what it's like. And, and go well, I know it. a guy. <laughs> I I apparently know a guy now too that's uh, local within Canada. So it's uh, it's nice to support guys that are grassroots, obviously, and. Uh, in starting out, uh, it's uh, as you can see here in the in the, the Coast to Coast Outdoors podcast, we started with a lot of grassroots people, and to this day we still continue. And we've had some predominantly big names on the, the show uh, relatively quick and early on, and uh, it's uh, it's been great to have the support that we've gotten. So, but again, That's it's something I love about the industry. Is, is like the, the the biggest names in the industry are aren't too big to talk talk to the little guys either, and and that's that's what's so uplifting about it is everybody's friends here, and that's because we all we all share the same lifestyle and same hobbies and passions, and it's, and that's it's that's that's the big thing. We all we all got a common goal, and uh, like Absolutely. everybody has a part in playing uh, when it comes to the outdoors, obviously, and. Uh, you play a big part doing the camouflage, uh, obviously. So uh, that's uh, that's a huge sell in itself. Uh, so we uh, we hope that a lot of people will see what you guys are doing, and uh, I hope so too. It's uh, it, it, it's huge, right? Uh, and uh, I know uh, I know a couple of guys there that uh, are uh, pretty big in with the national organization. And uh, I'm going to put it in, uh, in in his ear there to uh, reach out to you guys and see if. Uh, and when I say custom order, it's not going to be a small custom order if I get something worked out. So I'll uh, I'll, I'll try to bridge the gap there for you guys and uh, and uh, let Terry know to, to touch base with you guys and see what uh, what can come out of it. Because I know they hold, uh, that. They, they hold a, a a lot of banquets each year, and. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll leave it to that effect, obviously. So uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll try to uh, bridge the gap there and uh, 
shoot me your contact details. You've got my stuff there, and uh, I will uh, gladly hand that off to uh, Terry and them and uh, try to get something bridged there for you guys and hopefully uh, a nice run. It might be a custom run, though, but uh, nonetheless, it'll probably be a big order. So I can't guarantee anything, but I can at least open that uh, that channel there for you guys to try to grow that way. So. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, no worries. Like I said, if there's anything I can do, uh, just reach out. Uh, before the podcast, I have a lot of contacts anyway, and uh, since the cat since the podcast has started, uh, it's uh, it's grown to the point there, Jr., where we've gotten some more some more contacts and that. So it's uh, it's working out because some some contacts are contacting other people and so on and so forth. So. Well, it's a good podcast. It's a good platform to be able to have a visual podcast that's interactive too, that the the viewers actually get their word in, right? So it's it's pretty pretty cool concept. So it it, it sure is, and uh, I'll let you know the numbers uh, on this. Normally, I let the numbers run for a bit. I try to pump put put out two podcasts a week, obviously, and uh, go go from there. So what I'll do is I will keep you in the loop on the numbers. Uh, of engagement i know the engagement numbers currently what they are but uh, i'll save that for off air and let you know okay uh, it will go from there but uh yeah I've, what you guys are doing uh the number of different styles jr everything from where you guys started being a knife maker to what you guys are doing now with i think you said 650 styles of uh came camouflage obviously and you've uh you Obviously, you don't have that many licensed out currently, but yeah. uh, but still, just uh, it's an impressive number nonetheless. Obviously, and, uh, thanks. Do do you, you want to show some of the new ones that I sent you? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I, I've got them here. Thanks for letting me know on that one. Bear with me here one second. So for those watching, these are camouflage patterns that are going to come out in 2021 that are unreleased yet. They'll be on the camouflage catalog next year in January. I know I got one of your photos actually as our backdrop there for the uh, just before the intro and uh, the the outro, obviously. So the the really epic mammoth photo that we made up. Yeah, <laughs> that's for uh, an advertisement we're working on. Okay, so we should have it up here in a second. Right? Thing you remind me on that because. I would have uh, would have forgotten. Normally, I don't forget stuff like that. So, okay. Okay. So we've got. Uh, I guess this is uh, the beginning. That that was the humble beginning of the knife comp company when I uh, started in 2016. Just making up uh, one-off things. And we, we actually had two locations to sell knives. We had a butcher shop and a restaurant. <laughs> so it's kind of, we had a really, really small market at the time. And and, and that was the box that I sold uh, knives out of at the butcher shop. With wow. the, uh, that's so you must did some throwing knives as well, did you? Th those, those weren't even mine. They were just there for the, the picture. They're just, um, I think they're browning throwing knives or something like that from Camilla's. But uh, the other three knives were ones that I made. Gotcha. Uh, so mammoth. This here is one that you owned. Uh, I'm assuming you've uh, yep. you said you had that. Yep. How I, how, do, how does one acquire? 
<laughs> something like that now. Fill me in. So the, the, there's a few ways to get a mammoth. There are um, fossil dealers in various locations throughout the world. Um, mammoth products in some locations are, are banned along just to try to hold down the elephant trade because some some places they don't want to risk elephant products being passed off as mammoth products. So in the States and, and I don't quote me, but I think Quebec, uh, you can't get mammoth products, but um, rest the rest of Canada, Scotland, Finland, Russia, and Alaska, you, you, can, you can get mammoth fossils from, from people that directly find them or you can get them from fossil dealers. This is actually a replica. And there's two ways to get a replica. You can buy it from a replica maker, and there's a there's a big one in the states, and I think there's one over in in the UK too. And I made that one myself. Oh wow! Jeez, that's uh, that's something. Here's one of the like I said, the, the photo there that we have is the backdrop, obviously. Yeah, that's the North Saskatchewan River in uh, Alberta. I always found that ironic that the Saskatchewan River is in Alberta, but. <laughs> Uh, those are obviously CGI mammoths that we superimpose, and, and there's the actual mammoth skull in the the corner. That's yeah, Just sitting there. Yeah, so that that we made that uh, image up for a commercial we're working on doing right now that we're going to have sometime in the summer. Just uh, another way to help spread the word about us. It's it's eye catching, I must say. Uh... Your logo, obviously. Yep. Tell us a little bit about this. So this is a, a big announcement, too, because I've kept this really, really quiet for the last five and a half months. I started this in December. Uh, this is a book. This is a novel I'm working on that goes through history. And it's not a historical detail of hunting methods, but it's about the experience of hunting throughout the ages. It's about um, what makes what what has stayed the same through thousands and thousands of years of human contact with hunting. And I thought that was really interesting when Jim Shockey was on the show, on your, on your show, and he had said the hunting gene. And he talked about how he thought there might be a hunting gene, and and that really resonated with me because it's like, well, that's probably rather valid because humans are so entrenched in the lifestyle of hunting it, it's so fundamental to what what we are as a species and the, this book is meant to kind of espouse that and 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 bring that to people's attention that in a lot of ways things have changed but in a lot of ways the things are are the same and things are always going to be the same with hunting in the outdoors lifestyle and so there, there's 12 story there's well 12 chapters that go through 10,000 years of human history from mammoth hunters and, and uh, South American jaguar hunters and and Great Plains and even cannibalistic things in, in the in the humans past that uh, we've gone through in that book and I'm about a third of the way through finishing that one so gotcha well well uh... You plan on selling the book locally, or you plan on trying to get it into like chapters and Indigo books? And we're, we're gonna we're gonna try to go as big with it as possible. I'm I'm work I'm getting ready to work with a publisher um, called Ing Ingram Spark, and they they uh, do self publishing, but they they are partnered with a lot of the big bookstores. So uh, we're gonna get it made hardcover to start with. So 
Perfect. Uh, that'll be good. We're, we're looking at getting it. I'm looking at getting it done by November, November 4th. Perfect. Uh, hope to get a, my hands on a copy of it and uh, read it. And sounds, uh, sounds intriguing to be quite honest. Uh, so here's one of the, the newer camouflage. Brand new. So, so there's a, that, that's the Coda one. That's, um, that's one of our prairie camouflages. We don't have many camouflages made for prairie environments or wetland environments. That's, that's our Achilles heel as a company. I would say we don't have a lot of marsh and wetland and grassland camouflages. We, we tend to go towards forest related camouflage of all sorts because that's what I, I'm used to living in. So naturally that's the easiest stuff for us to test and for us to make. But uh, we've been working with some people on this one for almost a year now, I think. And uh, we've been trying to hone this one in and get it good to work for grasslands and and tall grass prairies and mid grass prairies and, and even hay fields and stuff like that too. But it, it's really geared towards the the western provinces for sure. That'll uh, I know Alberta and Saskatchewan would love something like that because not only are they big uh, in the wetlands out there for dog hunting, but they all farm fields and uh, coyote hunting. Absolutely. And, and the, one of the main complaints we keep getting from people that hunt in those areas is that the American camouflages are too dark, that, and they are. that They're made for hunting in the, the southeast in those marshes and, and wetlands where some of the environments are a little darker and a little muddier and, and more wooded than our, our wetlands are. Like Our wetlands tend to be pretty, in general, pretty marshy and open. So the camouflages from the the American camouflage makers tend to be too dark for us. So this is kind of the response to that, where I try to make a light light colored one that comes off as pretty light and gold colored. So hopefully yeah, it does well. I'm sure that's going to suit that area very well. Uh, this one here, I, I found this one very unique, to be honest. Uh, it's it's kind of got almost like a 3D look to it, uh, uh, like digital pixelated in some areas, right? So, yeah, the the uh, pixely parts, it, it's it's kind of an interesting pattern that's uh, based on our. I got a sample here to show you in my bag. It's based on this one here. So this is our deathbed camouflage, which is for ducks. It's made so that when you're hunting ducks, the, the further away you are, the lighter you look and the blurrier you look. It's, and I'm not sure how well it comes across, but it, it's got the same weaving look. It, it, it's, it's got a net, and that's what the camouflage is basically made of. It. It's, it's netting, and what the netting does is the further away a duck or a goose is from it, it looks really blurry to them. And it, it ends up blurring your entire shape and making you just completely obscure and innocuous. It's not meant to make you blend into anything you're standing in front of. It's not like a, a traditional camouflage. But So what we were trying to do is make a turkey version of that. And we were finding that turkeys, because their eyesight is a little different, we needed to still make it a little more realistic. So we had a forest floor camouflage made, and then we, we integrated some of the weaving into it. So it, it's kind of a hybrid camouflage, if you will. Now we've got uh, this one here. I liked it's uh, it kind of. I find it kind of blends in also with the hardwood 
uh, areas that I hunt because normally there's the marsh land not far from it. Uh, Aspen Grove, Grand River. Uh, so. Yeah, so this is one that we've we named after uh, Grand River fowl because we, they were the ones that were doing the the field test for it that when they came on as our pro staff and. We had this camouflage forever and a day. Well, not forever. We have had it since the end of 2018, I believe. So when we made it and it just never had a name. So I thought, well, after a while or so, I wanted to name Grand River in, in honor of them for testing it. So, um, and, and, uh, that, that, that kind of ties into with, uh, some of our other marsh patterns, like Conroy's marsh is named after an actual place. So this is an actual place too. So uh it's, it's a geographical name i guess but um and and it's 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 pretty versatile actually it, w it would definitely work in a hardwood i can see how it would work there but uh yeah here's a question i've got now maybe you can answer that here on the east coast uh we've got a lot of waterfowl hunters that uh are around cliff edges and uh so you've got a mixture of sand you've got a mixture of uh cliffs you've got uh uh, you've got some uh, rust color runoff uh, just uh, from the cliffs as well, and it's uh, it's kind of a, a rugged, rough around the edges kind of spot. Some guys will set up a, a blind there just to blend in. Do you have any styles of camouflage similar to that environment that are hunting like directly on the ocean? So you're you you've got the cliff, you got the ocean. Uh, uh, any patterns for that? I know I have yet to see any patterns for waterfowl hunters that are in that kind of environment. It's funny you mention that because we are working on a, a couple of patterns that would be good in that environment, but we don't have any to show right now. But it's it's definitely coming, and, and if I had them done, I would have sent them to you because that would be something cool to to talk about. But yeah, we're we're working on some some really rugged rock camouflage, and that that blends into. Uh, our rock candy camouflage, uh, which you might not have seen if, if you didn't check out the uh, standard series uh, on the website, but uh, it's we, we've had some complaints that it looks too much like two different kinds of camouflage that are not ours. It looks some people say it looks like true timber strata and then other people say it looks like stone camouflage from from Europe and it's kind of in between because true timber strata is completely abstract and not meant to be realistic and stone is like a photo of a rock so we're in between there somewhere and we're trying to we don't want to step on anybody's toes so we're trying to change the way that camouflage looks so i've been working on making a really rugged looking jagged 3d uh <laughs> rock camouflage that would probably work well there and it's gonna look a lot grayer like a lot dark and, and rust colored and granite and yeah yeah, no, because I know the guys uh, uh, around here and the guys over in Newfoundland, obviously, uh, would, would love something like that uh, if they could get their hands on it. Uh, so we've got the, the Mammoth Farm, Canada's favorite uh, camouflage. Yeah, so, so that, that that one's really taken off. It's it's not, uh, well, it's the newest one that we've released on a tender, and we, we put it on tender in, on uh, March 1st this year. And just a little over a month later, it was decided as Canada's favorite camouflage in the series of polls. It was, it was, it's kind of been, it's impressed me how much it's taken off 
in popularity that it, that people just really are drawn to it for some reason. And I'm I'm trying as much as I can to put my finger on it because it's it is really really photo accurate in some ways, but it's also from the creator's perspective, from the the uh, eye of the beholder, it 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 doesn't it's not a big step ahead of patterns like Mazinaw, but um people seem to like orange camouflage and it's really orange. So I'm thinking that's probably it. That they, they like they're drawn to the overall color of it as much as they are to the uh, accuracy of it. It's, and, uh, it, it. it's a unique pattern because I know uh when like I said I used to hunt the hardwoods heavy that that would blend you in the hardwood hunting aspect dead on. There's not a I, I can't see why uh, like you could sit in the hardwoods all day and I think uh, people would walk by without seeing you unless you made yourself known to be there. Yeah, that's that's the that's the goal. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, we're not it's, hunters; we're just antisocial. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's a it, it's a nice uh, camouflage pattern, and uh, you know what? Uh, I'm I may look at uh, getting a pattern. Yes. Uh, it's uh it's it's it would suit the area that i i frequent uh to be quite honest i don't want to i don't want to say too much uh on that because uh i know there's a lot of guys that watch my podcast there so try not to give away any locations eh? <laughs> yeah absolutely this, got, uh, this... true, north, true north uh frontier camouflage Yes, th this will be probably the last True North camouflage in the True North series. Uh, we wanted something that was a tundra pattern, like a, a pattern for hunting, like say caribou or or sheep in the in the north. Uh, it, it blends in with the moss and the rock crags and and the the small leechens. northern vegetation. The, the leechens look, eh? Yep. So. Some some guys call it the old man's beard, I believe, uh, uh, as well. But uh, yeah, no, that would be bang on for uh, for caribou and goat hunting for sure. Yeah, and I don't think there's any shown in that little snippet that I sent you. But there's also wild roses in it, and and little periwinkles and and wintergreens and things like that, kind of sticking their heads out of the the cracks. And so it, it kind of it, there's a three D element to it too. So hopefully. Hopefully it'll take off and be pretty good for that, but uh, it's definitely not something for around here. That's for sure. That's kind of why we named it Frontier, I think. Okay, and then we're back to the knives, obviously. So for those viewers that are uh, tuning in late or have fast forwarded through a few things, just a quick rundown on the, the new, I guess, 2020 or 2021 line. Yeah, 2021. 2021 line. Yeah, so if you, if if people want to see the the sneak peeks, they gotta tune in here. <laughs> awesome, I like that. Uh, there's there's always uh, a guest or two that bring up something that's uh, hasn't yet seen uh, seen things, obviously. So. But, uh, yeah, JR. No, I'm very fascinated on uh, what you guys do, and now that I know that there's a, a local. Well, I guess within Canada, I shouldn't say local because uh, yeah. I'm on the East Coast and you're centralized. So, but uh, but yeah, no. Uh, for any viewers there that wish to check out your products, uh, AspenGroveOutdoors.ca. Uh, check them out. 
see uh, see what new lines they have coming up and all that. Uh, I'm sure you guys do you guys do contests or promotional deals or anything like that, uh, Jr. Occasionally we do. We we had uh, the Great Canadian Custom Camouflage Contest in January or February, I think it was, where we where we uh, gave away as a prize. We gave away a custom camouflage pattern where the winner would would receive uh, basically for free. We we would do the whole custom camouflage thing for them. So so that's that's still we're actually still working on manifesting that project. And COVID nineteen's kind of scuttled that a little bit because people have more things to worry about than than mm-hmm. make their own camouflage patterns obviously but uh we're, we're definitely gonna get back on to doing that soon enough so there, there should be some news coming about that soon and we are planning another a more promotional uh contest of some sort for towards the end of the year but we haven't worked out the details yet but we're definitely gonna be looking at something for that awesome you know what that's uh that's great uh for, for our viewers to check out. Uh, so stop by, uh, check out your website, your Facebook page, your Instagram page, uh, uh, all that stuff, uh, upcoming events, uh, new camouflage uh, products, uh, so on and so forth will be uh, uploaded there for, uh, for those viewers that wish. Uh, if you uh, if you just want, uh, give them a like on Facebook, a follow, uh, same with Instagram uh, as well. And, uh, go from there uh, because there's a lot of hunters there that don't even know that you guys exist uh, which is unfortunate obviously and I hope uh, I hope with the podcast and that we uh, we can drum up some more sales and support for you guys obviously and uh, maybe after the show is over JR we can uh, have a discussion there and maybe trying to raffle off a couple of shirts or whatever and I, I use you guys as a promo there as a sponsor maybe uh to, sure uh, do a couple yeah, of, sure we can talk to you about that to uh to, to raffle off a couple of uh items obviously but uh but unless you've got anything else you wish to add jr uh feel free uh if not uh we can uh, end the episode uh for today well, i don't think i have anything else to add at the moment but no i'm good Perfect. Uh, well, with that, uh, I'm just going to put you on hold here for a second, JR, and uh, I'm going to do our closeout, and I will be back shortly. All right. Keep your stick on the ice. Thanks. So, folks, there you have it. We had JR Lucas uh, from uh, Aspen Grove Outdoors. Uh, you can check them out, aspengroveoutdoors.ca. Uh, they have an extensive line of camouflage. Uh, many of their products are uh, tailored uh, specifically to uh, hunting in the Great White North, uh, us up here in Canada. Uh, anybody that wishes to uh, to check them out, like I said, check them out. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. Uh, they do have a YouTube channel as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Aspen Grove Outdoors, uh, feel free to check them out uh, if you can. Support local when and where you can. Uh, uh, guys like that, uh, small business, uh, they could use every little bit of help they can, obviously, and uh, support goes a long way. So, folks, uh, that concludes our episode uh, uh, of Coast to Coast, episode 13, obviously. Uh, I'd like to thank JR for coming on the show. 
and I'm sure we'll have him back for a future episode uh, without a doubt. So until next time, uh, tune in then. Have a good one, folks.